Christmases. I'm sorry, I'm not going to get used to that. <laughs> there's hey, because there's other people we have to greet. Okay, like we know that we're here. I know. We have to acknowledge like, our our viewers. Our viewers. They're always viewers to me from now on. That's just it. There's it's just all viewers. Yeah. So you have to stare at our like little icon while you listen. Oh, that's another thing. I hadn't written this down, but that reminds me. So you guys, Mel made this awesome graphic. And you've probably seen it if you look at our Instagram or our Twitter at all. It might be on our website, too. It's definitely on our SoundCloud. I cannot get iTunes to change it. What? I have no idea. Like, I'm at a loss. Like, there's so RSS hosts our feed, and then Uh the feed goes to iTunes, and that's how it posts. Yeah. And RSS is set up, like, with iTunes. Like, they cooperate with each other, and that's how I got it on iTunes. And so anything that you edit that's on iTunes... I do through the RSS dashboard. Yeah. And there's an option on there to change cover art. Uh-huh. And I've done it three times. And it, it, it's still the old, the crappy one I made. <laughs> With the fucking watermark <laughs> on the ghost belly. Which <laughs> I think is kind of funny to just have the paint icon, like, on the ghost belly. Oh, I never even noticed that. Yeah. <laughs> it's hilarious. I didn't notice it at first either. And then... um I tried to upgrade the program mm-hmm. because there was like, I was like, well, maybe the full version will be more user friendly than yeah. the free version. It was like eight bucks and I was just like, whatever, I'll waste $8 on this. And then it was telling me like the benefits to upgrading or whatever. But then for whatever reason, the purchase wouldn't go through because iTunes was being a bitch. And, um, then so I canceled it and then the window popped up and they were like, Are you sure you want to cancel? Because anything that you make from now like the that's not in the upgraded version has the watermark. And then I was like, There's no watermark, whatever. <laughs> and then I went and looked at it again and there is Oh <laughs> It's right it's like dead center on the belly of the ghost, like right in the white part. It's his belly but button. <laughs> it is. He has a stomach tattoo. Um but then you made that awesome graphic, and I was glad that the iTunes was being a bitch that day, and for whatever reason wouldn't let my purchase go through. <laughs> it knew the future. I guess. And I was like, I panicked quick because I was like, is my account overdrawn? Which I knew it couldn't have been. Uh-huh. And and I went and I looked, and it wasn't. And then like when I went on my phone, because it was on the computer, because mm-hmm. the paint program, but then when I went on my phone and like I bought a song or something from iTunes, mm-hmm. and that worked fine. So it was just like the app store on the Mac was being a dick for no reason. Yeah. But so anyway, so if anybody has any kind of technical like prowess and has a suggestion for me, I would love to hear it because I really want my shitty logo gone. <laughs> I want Mel's awesome logo to like be seen. Yay. But um and also speaking of iTunes, this is exciting. I finally, we finally had enough ratings to, for iTunes to compile an average. Yay! So the magic number is five, apparently. You need five ratings. Ah, <laughs> five ratings to get some information. I mean, five, 5,000, whatever, close enough. Still recruit like 4,995 more people for us. Yeah. Um, but five ratings for an average of 5.0 stars out of five. You guys, that's 25 stars. Woohoo! 
and shout. Yay, yay, I did yay. the number science for this one. Yay, we can do number science. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes. Sometimes. But yeah, we got like 25 stars. That made me really happy. But yeah, so keep those coming. And we got a comment. That was really cool. Yes, we did. Thank I you. saw that one. Thank you, ANG062, whoever you are out there in the world. <laughs> for your sweet, sweet words. Um, um, yeah, so that's all of my uh, my updating things. I think we're going to make up for the last episode where we jabbered on forever. Yes, that was super long. That spoiler alert we just recorded like four hours ago. I haven't edited it yet at, <laughs> well, at this point in time that we're recording now. By the time you hear this, it'll have already been up for a week. But and we might cut that part out. <laughs> I'm going to try and trim it down as much as I can. <laughs> but it was two hours and nine minutes total. And most of it was bullshit. So yeah, it was. <laughs> most of it was like ranting with Ames. <laughs> 4,000 reasons why Ames hates the world, and we need a Thanos to snap his fingers. No. Yes. Because then half the people you like will be gone. But if I'm gone, do I care? (laughs) (laughs) I guess that is true. And also, you're not really, you'll be in the soul stone with with all those people. Oh, that might not be better. (laughs) Never mind. (laughs) I didn't know you go into the soul stone. Well, it depends on which canon you follow yeah <laughs> but that's one of them oh nice yeah that would be terrible that's, because you know like it that's tiny and thousands well, and thousands of souls how big is a soul that's the one i'm banking soul on is infinite infinite Inf- that's why it's in the soul stone is an infinity stone <laughs> This is me sober. <laughs> Logic. I was going to say something clever, but I'm not really <laughs> Okay, so... Anyway, uh, I think... <laughs> anyway, I think that's a, uh, that's a topic for a different podcast. <laughs> yeah. All the times Ames thought she was psychic. Oh, no, I meant oh. the... Uh, oh, Marvel stuff. The Mar- <laughs> Infinity Stone stuff. (laughs) Because I could talk about Avengers all day. Yes, yes, yes. So, other podcasts we're going to make. Marvel. Harry Potter. Harry Potter. (laughs) Cats. 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 Yes, Marvel, Harry Potter, and cats. (laughs) We could do a Marvel, Harry Potter, cat podcast. (laughs) Which would be, what would, that would just be like T'Challa, right? <laughs> I include him in Harry Potter because I feel like there's a level of magic with, like, Wakanda. <laughs> so, <laughs> so there you go. He's part of the Harry Potter universe, too. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So what do you say? Should we should we get rolling here? Yeah, let's let's get to uh, hauntings. So we didn't have a theme this week. No, no themes. It was a free for all, and everything's free. Yay! I wish everything was free. Well, on our <laughs> podcast, love is free. 
Love's all you need. This is true. There you go. I should say love is usually free. Sometimes you it have to should buy be free. It. Free love. I don't know what's happening. Okay. We should probably talk about ghosts. Yes. Episode <laughs> seven. Oh my God. I'm hi. Now. It's my favorite haunting. Oh yeah. <laughs> I don't think we did that last episode. No, we didn't. <laughs> we said it was episode six. Hey guys, welcome to the shit show. <laughs> what were we called? My favorite haunting. Yeah. Episode that. seven. Seven. Lucky sevens. Yay. And you're Mel. I'm Mel. Who are you? I'm Ames. Oh, okay. I usually. <laughs> usually. For now. <laughs> Maybe something next month? I don't know. We'll see. Maybe I should start changing my name every month just to keep people on their toes. Yeah. I'll change my name with my hair. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so no theme, just ghosts. Yeah. Ghosts. Um... Who's going first? You go first this time. Okay. So, mine is actually... So, last week we started viewer mail. Viewers! And we still have some viewer mail to go through, but I'm going slow because there's not a whole lot. (laughs) Good. Because we only have five (laughs) listeners. We need to stretch it out. Which is still more than I thought we had. Yeah, me too. (laughs) Um... But so for this, some some nice person, <laughs> Scott from Rochester, <laughs> uh, local. He's a local. Yay! Scott in Rochester, New York. Hi, Scott. Hi. Thanks for the viewer mail. So he actually sent me a couple of leads. So I took, but they're like they're pretty. They're not like Angie's from last week. That it's like a short little crazy article. Yeah. They actually were. Uh, um. Pretty involved stories. So I took one of his and did it for my story this week. Um, so the one that I took from him is The Haunting of the Dandy House in Hinsdale, New York, in Cataraugus. Dandy House? The Dandy House. <laughs> Cataraugus County is over by, it's like uh, south of Buffalo-ish. Buffalo-ish area. Okay. South-ish. Somewhere over there. I don't know that part of New York. I'm not too familiar with it either. I think I've driven through it like three times. I know I some parts of Buffalo, but that's about it. Jamestown is somewhere over there, like way, way over. <laughs> sure. Know. There's a big lake somewhere. There, there's two lakes they were there. There might be Canada in there, yeah. in the mix. And, and, and some of Pennsylvania, too. Yeah, there, that little tab that yep. sticks up. Yeah. Yeah. That's weird. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so the dandy house, it's named after the family. Yes, I assume. Um, oh, I thought you were going to go the other way with it. Like, oh, that house is so dandy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it just reminded me of American Horror Story, um, circus. Wasn't that guy's name dandy or something like that? The crazy. I'm pretty thing. sure it was carnival. Was it carnival? It was carnival circus. Yes, I'm sorry, carnival. Was it carnival though? That was, was the twisty season with this with the two headed lady. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sarah Paulson. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shit, I don't remember. I think his name was Dandy. The the one that like fell in love with half of her. Oh, I don't. He was the a rich guy. Though. Yeah, I don't remember. Yeah, I don't 
creepy. I don't anyway, anyone's names. So, anyways, so the dandy house in Hinsdale. So, there's there's a lot on this one. Um, the history is a little bit sketchy, but we're gonna start off back in 1799. Wow, when there was allegedly because I don't think there's I'm not sure. I couldn't find documentation about this. Mm-hmm. This is coming from the current owner. But supposedly back in 1799, there was a huge Indian massacre that happened on the land, like on the property. Yeah. Um, so that's a thing. I'm trying to figure out the best way to do this order because I wrote my notes all out of order. <laughs> Oh, that's nice. Um, but so that's, so, okay, so that's where we're going to kick off our, our history lesson in 1799. I have no details on this supposed massacre. Uh-huh. Like, I couldn't find anything about it. Um, so who knows? But that's how the story goes. Um, and then in the, eight, sometime in the 1800s, again, there's, like, no specifics. So yeah. who knows how reliable this is. Um but there, so there were two brothers who lived there, and it was not clear if they lived in that house mm-hmm. or if it was another house that was there, or yeah. they just lived somewhere on that land. Yeah. Um. But it, so there is sometime in the 1800s these two brothers that lived there, and they would raid passing stagecoaches and rob them. And then kill the occupants. Oh. Oh, it must have been in the house because then it says the cellar. Um, So they killed the occupants of the stagecoaches and then bury them either in the cellar or the hills behind the house. So so it must have been that house, the same house. Um, I feel like the cellar might be bullshit because I feel like if there were stories about that, it's somebody would have checked. I, yeah, I would think so. But this house is, like, out by itself yeah. in the middle of nowhere. So if there's, like, a a bunch of hills, like, I could see bodies being buried, like, in the hills. Yeah. Um, so that's a little bit of the history, my in-depth history lesson. <laughs> that is all completely 100% unverified. Um. But the reason it's called the Dandy House is for the family that, so it kind of rings a little bit like Amityville Horror, mm-hmm. um, minus like the family massacre <laughs> aspect. Um, but I guess the house had been considered pretty active and haunted years before this, but in the early, so in 73, Mm-hmm. Um, 1973, the Dandy family moves into this farmhouse. So this is like a big farmhouse. And I can post a picture and I'll post things and everything, of course. But, um, like at this point, it's pretty like dilapidated and falling apart, mm-hmm. boarded up and everything. So at this point, the house is like a hundred years old. And so they find, they, so the family moves in it's a couple and I think two kids, um, so almost immediately they start to experience unexplainable activity. Um, it says within days of moving in. Um, and as time goes on, it just gets 
worse and worse and worse. Like more mm-hmm. and more things are happening. Um, the biggest one was mysterious phone calls. Hmm. Um, like a lot of like calling and hanging up yeah. kind of things. And then um, this is a variety of poltergeist activity. Um, and I know they had mentioned like objects levitating, flying across the room. Um, the other thing that the family would hear chanting coming mm. from the woods outside. Um, that's not creepy Which at all. sounds like, <laughs> but that makes me wonder like, but is that like haunting or is that or is a satanic a cult, cult <laughs> in your town Yeah, that you don't know about? Um, cause I feel like that's scarier cause those are flesh and blood people that could physically hurt you. Yeah. As opposed to, and who knows, like that could have been behind the phone calls too. Like maybe the cult was trying to scare them out cause they wanted the land for whatever. Ugh. Yeah. Right. Like get out. Like we need this land for our like sacrifices leave. But, um, I don't see them being able to like make objects levitate and fly around and mm, I don't think so. Um so you know the first thing that they do is just kids are imagining things and yeah. I'm not really hearing whatever or seeing whatever. It's you know, like mm-hmm. how every horror movie goes. Denial, denial, denial until the demon has possessed you. Yep. And now it's too late. <laughs> so So they write all of this stuff off for a while until they start to see full body apparitions of a woman in white in the house. Um, They also see, it says, bizarre animal-human hybrids. Uh, Um, Island of Dr. Monroe. That, you know what, that, like, I read that and immediately thought of the American Horror Story, (laughs) the New Orleans one. Oh, I forget the name, but the one where the um, witches, wasn't it? Coven. That's what w- it was. Was it Coven? Yeah. Coven. Yeah. Yeah. Because it was the with Marie Laveau. Yeah. But the um, remember when we did the tour and with Nicolas Cage's house mm-hmm. that he was he couldn't he was trying to sell and he couldn't sell because it was super haunted. Yeah. Supposedly. And they had done, that woman had done experiments on the slaves up in the attic. So the, that season of American Horror Story, they like (laughs) recreated that because I feel like that entire season, I was just like every episode I was on the urge of vomiting. It was really gross. But like there was one where she, I feel like, oh, maybe I'm mixing something up. No, somebody had like a big like head of some animal. Yes, it was Marie Laveau's significant other that was like the servant of the crazy lady. And to torture him, like she had him locked up and was torturing him. And like somehow put a cow's head on his body. Yes, okay. It was a cow. I thought I was making that up. No, it was some kind of, like, bovine. So that's exactly what I pictured when I read this. Oh. And I just immediately was like, I'm going to vomit. Yeah. Because um, that's disgusting. Yes, it is. Um, 
And then it says, even what they believed could be demonic non-human entities. I'm sorry. Bizarre animal-human hybrids. I feel like covers that because (laughs) isn't that, I don't know. Oh, maybe I'm just thinking of the devil. The goat legs. The goat goat that walks upright, right? That's the devil. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Uh, Yeah, so then they start seeing these apparitions. Um, And then, so, this is a fucked up story. Uh, One night, they noted, the family notices a group of strange faces staring into the windows from outside. Uh. So Mr. Dandy runs outside to try to chase them all away. Oh, get ready. He gets outside. There's nobody out there. Are the faces looking out? Yes. (laughs) They're inside the house looking at him from inside the window. (laughs) That's, That's creepy. Oh my God. Um, so then it says after that it turned it started to turn violent and then objects would be like um thrown everywhere at one point a lamp from the living room threw itself at one of the daughters um this is the last straw came when mr dandy experienced a state of amnesia unable to remember some of the most frightening incidents uh so now the family's looking for help and they um they call in a priest from St. Bonaventure University, Father Alphonsus. Um, so he comes to exercise the house. Um, the family was there and a team of paranormal researchers were there. That reminds me of The Conjuring. Mm. Right? Kind of. Yeah. They didn't have a priest. Well, Ed was kind of semi-ordained, I guess. But he wasn't really a priest. But... um. So they go to do this exorcism, mm-hmm. and it's like they've got it pretty. Uh, they're try like they're trying to document it, and they've got the researchers there and everything. So, um, according to all of these witnesses, during the exorcism, the activity became the strongest it had ever been. Lights in the house turned themselves on and off, um, banging in the walls that they couldn't explain, and then just a really horrible sense of evil. Um, so I guess the exorcism worked for a couple of days. The house was calm and quiet. Mm-hmm. And then after a couple of days, it started right back up again, like where it left off. Like it, it wasn't like a gradual, like it just started right back up again. Nice. Um, and so then that's when they moved. And so they were there barely over a year. Mm-hmm. July 73 to October 74. Um, so the house between then and I was going to say then and now, but I think it was in 2000, maybe, or early 2000s or so. Somebody bought it um, and has owned it since, but between 74 and whatever year that was, uh-huh. um, it had been purchased by different families and nobody stayed there. I think more than like a year or so. Wow. Um, so, I mean, I feel like that speaks to. Yeah. A lot. Mm-hmm. It, when you can't 
like when it's not just that family clearly but then also maybe that cult was doing something to like curse the house because they wanted it something they wanted something in it or it could just be all the bodies that are buried everywhere apparently yeah um um, but, um, so the current owner, do I have his name here? Sorry, current owner of Hinsdale Dandy House. I don't know your name. Uh, but he's, um, he's a paranormal investigator and he bought the house for the haunting mm-hmm. to preserve it as a paranormal research facility. Interesting. So that's really cool. So, um, so it's open to investigations. Yes. You can book. It's uh, $50 a person for a minimum of six people. My question though is, is it just, is it a minimum of six people because you want your 300 bucks Mm -hmm. or do I physically have to have six people? Because I will pay you $300 to come in with like three people. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like that's not, that's not really like out of the realm of. Doability. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you can have my three hundred dollars, I'll come by myself. Like but you're gonna don't come go with by me. My, no, but you're gonna don't go me. by yourself. <laughs> That's how horror movies start, right? My whole life is a horror movie. <laughs> I've already got the cameras in the house, like I'm just waiting for stuff to start happening. <laughs> oh my god. Um so uh also so yeah, so this guy you can go to the website um, hauntedhinsdalehouse.com and he uh, you can book I think they do like they might I think I saw somewhere on there they do like just tours like a guided tour it's mm-hmm. probably really short yeah. during the day and then you can book like overnight investigations and that's the 50 a person for six people yeah um also in 2000, Clara Miller Dandy. I don't know. Oh, well, no, it would have to be the wife, right? So I was like, I don't know if that's the wife or one of the daughters, but I guess it would have to be the wife, right? Miller Dandy. I guess so. Oh, yeah, that order. Because her maiden name <laughs> would be the first one. Um, so she wrote a book. It's called Echoes of a Haunting, which I want to read. Mm-hmm. Even if it's bullshit. Like, I'm always curious. To, yeah. You know, if nothing else, it'll be entertaining. Uh, or maybe not entertaining might not be the right word. Interesting. I don't want to call somebody else's horror like entertain, uh, entertainment. Yeah. Interesting is probably what I meant. Um, so, and that details um, the terrifying experiences while they lived in the home. Um, I think I saw it available on like Kindle or something. Okay. Like as an ebook. Uh, just for ease of purchase if anybody wants to check it out. Um, and then the last thing I had was it was inve- the house was investigated oh uh, do you know the show Paranormal Lockdown? Have you heard of it? Yes. Is it where they try to catch them? No. Never no, mind. No, no, That's no. I know one. the one you're thinking okay, of. Never I know mind. the one you're thinking but of. But I have heard of that. I don't think I've ever seen it. It's, so they, they get locked inside. Yeah. So yeah. Um, it's 
Nick Groff and Katrina Weidman. So I don't think I've ever actually seen the show, but like I know about it. Mm-hmm. It's probably on one of the channels that DirecTV tells me I get, and then I click on it and I don't get it because yeah. DirecTV says on a throne of lies. <laughs> but <laughs> I, I'm kidding. I love you, DirecTV. Um, but so it says in the incredibly intense fifth episode, I can't speak to that because I haven't seen it, but <laughs> according to, to this, it, it was pretty intense. But, um, the, the investigator spent 72 hours locked inside. Um, and I guess they experienced like a lot of the, like they heard the chanting, mm-hmm. the banging in the walls, um, they both experienced an overwhelming sense of confusion, hmm. which I guess would go with um, the Mr. Dandy's yeah. amnesia episode. Um, so, I mean, it sounds like it's still fairly active. And like the but the fact that this guy, but let me see if I can. My Internet's still down. Well, let me see if I have the page up that I could like at least find his name. Nope, the page was closed. I'm sorry, owner of Dandy House. (laughs) But I think it's really great that, like, he bought it with the intent to keep it preserved for paranormal research. Like, it's specifically for paranormal research. Yeah. Like, to me, that sounds, even if it's a bullshit gimmick, it still is, it sounds so much better than, like, all these other places that, like, shout that they're haunted just to get tourist dollars. Yeah. And on it, I had never even heard of this place until Scott sent me the, yeah, the thing either. about it. And like, it's, it sounds like if it's legit, it sounds like it's really active. Yeah. I want to go. <laughs> we need four more people Four. <laughs> who else is down. I bet you <laughs> Angie from Evansville is down. I bet you Scott from Rochester is down. We need two more. <laughs> Come on, five listeners. We need volunteers. <laughs> should hit up Jason and Joanne. Oh. But they come up. Yeah. I should send them the thing. They're the real deal. They are the professionals. Um, also, they have the real equipment. Yes, but. they do. <laughs> hey, you got some better stuff now. Yeah, but it's not. It's not for ghost hunting it's for podcasting it can do double duty (laughs) (laughs) oh my god oh my god no but seriously if anybody wants to come on a ghost hunting field trip let us know get in contact with us come on board it should we it could be like a whole it could be like instead of doing you know some podcasts they do these live shows like on they sell tickets and stuff instead of doing that we could do like a live ghost hunt but, like, I don't know. I'm not going to edit 12 hours of <laughs> recording. I'm not doing that. You need to hire an IT guy for, like, a I'll week. I'll have to hire a sound guy. <laughs> because if it's up to me to edit 12 hours of voice recording. And most of it's... You might, you might hear this next year. <laughs> Yeah, no one be live. <laughs> well, it was recorded live. Yeah, is the thing. No, but you know what would be you know you know how we could do it is we could do the investigation and do like take breaks in between mm-hmm. and up like do like quick recordings like we're doing now. Yeah, but do it in like five or ten minute bursts to like update like whatever 
if anything's happened or whatever. Or we could even like record before and then record after. Yeah. About like whatever we, I don't know. <laughs> this is completely off the fly. This was not discussed before we no, started it recording. Was not. <laughs> so <laughs> you, you guys are all firsthand witnesses to my thought process. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, we're unscripted. <laughs> so anyway, so that's the Dandy House. Um, you can find more information at Haunted Hill. Oh, God. Haunted. This is, I, I'm all for alliteration, but this might be too much. <laughs> HauntedHinsdaleHouse.com. I also found information if you Google like Hinsdale haunting or Dandy House haunted. Mm -hmm. um, There are articles on weekinweird.com, boredomtherapy.com, and wgrz.com. That's channel two, I think, in Buffalo. Mm -hmm. Okay. So interesting. Yeah. I want to see a lamp fly across the room. Not in my house. No. If there's somebody here, please do not throw lamps in my house. But I would love to go to somebody else's house and see it happen. <laughs> let's, just, let's just go to your neighbor's house and I'll throw a lamp for you. Oh my god! Because that was a joke. That's a crime. Yes, that's burglary <laughs> and criminal mischief. But they'll they'll let us in because we'll say like we have an emergency. <laughs> Don't you live next door? <laughs> okay. Nope. That's not me. That's my twin sister. <laughs> Can't you see? My hair is so much different. I It's cut. <laughs> it's cut. It's cut. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's cut. My, my, your, your neighbor doesn't have half blonde hair. <laughs> okay. So bye-bye to Dandy House. Hello. Povigilia Island, Italy. God bless you. <laughs> you need a tissue? <laughs> what is it called? Okay, it's either Povigilia or Povilia Island. That's probably Povilia. Povilia Island in Italy. So, if you do EVPs in Italy, do you have to speak in Italian? <laughs> um, most Italians do. Oh. Okay, so this is a very small island in the Venetian Lagoon on, in the northern end of the Adriatic Sea. On the lagoon side of a city island called Lido, or Lido, depending on your pronunciation. And that's only, that's a seven mile long island that's only like a half mile wide at its biggest part. And, um, yeah, it's just, it's like, I didn't check how far away from Venice it is, but it's really close to Venice. Those kind of islands freak me out because if the water level rises at all, I feel like everything is just submerged and the world has ended. Wait, yeah, when I was like, I was looking at this island on Google Maps and I was like, I did the satellite view and you could see all the land that's like actually part of this little tip that's sticking out of the water. It's like all under the ocean. It's like really shallow and stuff and it's like, wow, like it's like 
It was dry land not long ago when the ocean was lower. Just the tip. Do you know what that? <laughs> you know what that reminds me of? And it's so weird. I used to have a recurring nightmare as a kid uh-huh. about like a really narrow roadway that went through the ocean, and then really? we just get like yeah. I don't know where that came from. A thousand but- Islands. I mean, the, the Florida Keys. I mean. Oh, I don't know. I don't know where I would have, like, seen it as a child. Yeah, I don't know. But what was that? The woman in black. Oh, yeah. Because to get out to that mansion, they had that road. And, like, when the tide was high, you couldn't. There was no road. Yeah, you were trapped. Oh, yeah. Oh. Well, I think because it's in a lagoon, it, it doesn't have as much fluctuation. Okay, I guess that's okay. I think because it's like there's a lot of there's a lot of land like little islands and stuff kind of like protecting the lagoon area. But it's um it's a really weird shaped island too. And it's like kind of two islands cuz they cut a canal through the middle of the island <laughs> that separates one part that has all the buildings and stuff on it from another part that has it, it said it was used for agriculture for a while. Um, and like, there's this little footbridge that connects the two. And then there's this third part that I think was kind of man-made. It's like this octagonal thing that used to be, um, a military defense tower thing, but now it's just the, there's no building on it anymore. So Hmm. it's just the octagon. And there's actually like, there was like five or six of them protecting the lagoon at one point. And when I went on Google Maps, I could see them all because they're all octagon shaped. And it was so cool. It's like, <laughs> none of them have buildings on them anymore, though. This is like weird. That's funny. So the history of this island was um, it was inhabited for a long time until 1379 when Venice was attacked by sea. So, like, all the people that were on that island fled more inland to get away from these crazy people attacking them. Tangent. When you said attacked by sea, (laughs) you know exactly where I'm going with this. (laughs) Poseidon was angry. Yeah, I was picturing the actual sea rising up and attacking. (laughs) Forces that came by sea. Is that any better? I get it. No, I get it. No, I, that was my brain fart. <laughs> and uh, the island remained uninhabited until a long time. Until <laughs> I was going to say time. I was going to say until a certain date, but that it didn't get it didn't get inhabited then. It was offered to the oh shoot, I forgot how to pronounce this word. Camel <laughs> Camel Delise monks in 1527, but they refused it. It didn't really say why they refused it, but they did. They said no because I, they I don't. knew that it was cursed land. It was it was fine before this. It's after this that all the stuff happened. <laughs> um. So. In 1645, that's when the octagonal forts were built in the lagoon to protect them. Wait, wait, wait. Octagonal? Yeah. Octagon-shaped? Isn't it octagonal? 
Octagonal? I don't know. I've McGonagall? Always... <laughs> <laughs> Can you please call it McGonagall from now on? <laughs> the McGonagall-shaped islands? The McGonagall-shaped islands. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly have no idea now. Because I don't think I've ever actually heard that word out loud until right now. But I've always like read it in my head as octagonal. <laughs> I guess it could be either way, really. <laughs> Just whatever emphasis you put on which syllable. I do. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> what how our, it works. What do our viewers think? You guys weigh in. Let us know. How do you pronounce octagonal <laughs> octagonal <laughs> an octagon shape how do you pronounce that word what do you call that when something is shaped like an octagon okay so yeah then in 1776 the island uh, came under the jurisdiction of the public public health office which they had it written in italian but i just left that blank because i'm not reading that <laughs> That's it was fair. just public health office in Italian. Like, really? I'm Yeah, I'm okay <laughs> with that. <laughs> and it um, became the checkpoint for all goods and people coming and going from Venice. By ship, of course. In 1793, there were several cases of the plague on two different ships. Because of this, the island was transformed into a temporary confinement station for the ill. And they called it a lazarato. And that was one of many such islands in the lagoon. Several of the small islands that are in the lagoon were these holding stations for all these plagued people. Because the plague was a huge thing in Europe around this time, <laughs> there were several outbreaks of it, they said. Like, five different outbreaks of the plague. And was this, was this a deadly plague? Was it contagious at all? Yeah, it killed a lot of people. <laughs> That's it? what a plague does. <laughs> Is that what that does? <laughs> In 1805, um, the temporary situation of the Lazzarato uh, became permanent. So, can can you call it Lizard Grotto from now on? Because That's Lizard what I, Grotto. That's what I hear. <laughs> uh. Sure. I'm not going to be saying that word again. <laughs> oh. In uh, 1814, uh, that closed. And um, by that time, an estimated it's estimated that 100,000 people died on that island. Oh. That's a lot. Yeah. And, like... They were going over numbers, and Venice, because of its stricter like hygiene codes and stuff like that, were one of the better off places in Europe at the time for the plague deaths, and they still lost like a third of their population. Like, that's crazy. It said that um, the current population of Venice was how many people died during the plague <gasps> in Venice. I know, that's crazy. Wow. It's I can't remember the exact number, but 
I mean, it was less than like on these islands because they were keeping the people out of Venice that were carrying the plague. Mm-hmm. But it was still like an astronomical number. Like, it's hard to even like imagine this many people like everywhere laying around dead. Just piles of bodies. Exactly. We'll get to that. Oh boy. Um, so, so that 1814, that was closed, and then the island was uninhabited from then till 1922, when the existing buildings were converted into an asylum for the mentally ill and long-term care. And then... In 1968, the hospital was closed. The island was briefly used for agriculture and then completely abandoned. And then in 2004, Italy tried to auction this thing off for a 99-year lease to, like, I think it was to help, like, pay down their national debt. And, um... A guy bought it. A guy bought it. <laughs> Luigi. On a 99 year lease. Are you about to say Luigi? You are. Oh my God, Luigi bought the island. An Italian businessman. <laughs> <laughs> Luigi. Is he going to share it with his brother Mario? <laughs> I'm sorry. It's I'm not sorry. Luigi Mario. It's Luigi Boo Brugnario. <laughs> Close enough. I didn't even read the last name before this. <laughs> it is. It's Brugnario. <laughs> That's terrible. Oh my god. But um, the least. <laughs> The, the lease did not proceed because his project was not deemed um, to meet the conditions that his were set out. Like project? What do they care as long as they're getting paid? I don't know. He was supposed to, like, they thought he was going to be developing it into a hotel, luxury hotel and resort type thing. But I he guess he wasn't. He decided to make it a private island. I don't know. Was it going to be Isle Esme? No. The people get it or they don't. <laughs> okay, let's see here. Um, the surviving um, buildings on the island right now consist of a cavana, which I had to look up. I didn't know what that was. It's a, just a covered shelter for boats, a church, a hospital, an asylum, and a bell tower that... Um, at some point, was converted into a lighthouse by Napoleon. Like, it used to belong to a church. Napoleon tore the church down, made the bell tower into a lighthouse, and then they incorporated the bell tower into the asylum building or something. We'll get to that. <laughs> um, so, in 2010, Ransom Riggs was doing a photo essay series I know Ransom Riggs for mental floss called Strange Geographies and one of these was called The Happy Haunted Island of po- let me try this Povilgia there we go 
because like I read I read the whole thing and looked at his pictures and, like he went there on a bright sunny day and it was like it looked all picturesque and you know calm waters and stuff and he got some pretty cool um photographs there too and uh we have the link for that Oh good is um, that sitting in my inbox Uh not yet Oh <laughs> It will be I saw something from you today that was for the last one Yeah um, and the only thing is, I couldn't find the originals from 2010 of his Strange Geographies articles. What I found was, just for this one, the happy haunted island of Povilia, it was, they did an update of the, like, they, like, re-released the article or something be, when the guy bought the, bought the island. So they're like, updated, it's been sold, you know. Hmm. So that is the history of what's going on there. And, um, you know, because of the plague, there were really not any great ways to get rid of all the bodies. Oh, so God. there was, there's rumors of like the ground is 50% ash because of all the oh, bodies they, they burned. burned and of course on some of the other islands in the lagoon, they found plague pits of like, just like they just toss them in and it just them looks up. like cords of wood in there, like but there's there's <gasps> but skeletons, oh yeah. Oh my god! And so they're they're assuming there has to be some on this on this island too, but of course there hasn't been much development since then. They think that most of that stuff is on the part of the island that was used for agriculture. Oh, yeah, that's, that's kind of gross. Not okay. Human remains do not make good fertilizer. Don't listen to the rumors. <laughs> yeah. And it like when I was looking at like pictures of different things that people have taken, like there is so much overgrowth and vegetation on this island. Like if the ground is 50% ash, I'm not sure that they would be growing that well. I wouldn't think so because like when we have like fires at home and we like dispose of the ash it like there's this one part in the woods where we dump them and like it kind of like nothing really grows in that area about to start telling me all about like your murder spree and (laughs) wait a minute maybe we should shut the recorder off if you're gonna talk about this no just fires of wood in the fire pit that's it but the ashes like destroy like your greenery yeah like the underbrush and the like the wooded area where we dumped it yeah to clean the fire pit out well and that like, makes sense i don't know does it has it because it's been so long that it's like i don't know layers of dirt have settled over it i don't know it could be i don't know but also i'm wondering because the island sounds so small what the consistency of the dirt is like yeah. how sa- how sandy is it versus how much is actual soil 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Because that makes a huge, like nothing really grows in sand. I know, but this is like, it's all overgrown, like, especially in Ransom Riggs's pictures. Yeah. You, it's like, every, there's greenery everywhere. It's growing all over everything. Huh. Like, in one part, he said, I almost walked past this building because of all the overgrowth. Wow. <laughs> so it's like, you know, who knows? But when they find the plague pits, they'll know at least that much. Yeah. Okay, so on to the hauntings. Oh, is there a haunting too? Oh, yeah, there is. Not just a bunch of death. Bunch of spirits left over. (laughs) It's because they didn't salt them before they burned them. Oh, yeah. Salt and burn, folks. Yes. Okay, so it says, All who venture on this island, to this island, return shaken. Oh, by the way. This is not open to the public. It takes a lot to uh, get out there. The normal water taxis do not venture to this island. And um, I guess you have to jump through some hoops to get permission to, like, visit it. So this sounds like I already had this thought in my head, but I'll, I'll bring it up when you're done. But there's an abandoned island in New York City that I want to go to so bad. But it's mm. it's like that. Like, it's not open to the public, and you have to have, like... You have to be escorted if you're going to go, and you have to, like, it's a process. <laughs> but anyways, go on. Okay, so um, these are people that, like, might not have had permission. So that's, like, that's what this is coming from. Like, they return shaken, and re- and they all, like, report experiences of, like, the sensation of being watched. Others report being scratched and pushed by invisible forces. Oh, no, that's rude. Um, uh, some entities have been said to push visitors into walls or chase them down corridors. Um, and also being chased by disembodied sounds of moaning echoing all across the island. And uh, let's see, shadows moving along, moving on the walls along with them as they were like walking around the facility. Is it their own shadow? I'm assuming. Because my shadow follows me everywhere I go, that motherfucker. <laughs> so it's not like Peter Pan's. It didn't just go fly away by itself. Mine hasn't. <laughs> How do I make that happen? That bitch is everywhere, man. I, I assume it's not their own shadow. Because I would hope people would recognize their own shadow. Would you, though? <laughs> Don't all shadows kind of look alike? That's racist. <laughs> Shadowist? It's shadow. It's... What? You, you What's d- the ist? It's some kind of ist. Prejudiced? Well... No. I don't know. What is you, a shadow? You, you don't do is science? I don't do is science, clearly. <laughs> okay, and um, apparently some psychics have visited this island, and um, they claim that they that there is an energy that can only be described as malignant, and the presence of angry spirits linger, so deeply frightening them 
that they refuse to ever return. Wow. These spirits all sound like a bunch of bullies. And I don't like bullies. I just want to put that out there. Yeah. A lot of them were mentally ill people. And one might be a crazy doctor. There's always a crazy doctor. Was he doing experiments on the patients in the basement? That's always what happens. Um, legend tells of a particularly demented doctor. Here we go. Who worked at the island's mental hospital in the early 20th century. His notorious experiments on patients still shock people. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I, I paused because I was reading and I... <laughs> shock. Okay, so for instance, there's um, he believes lobotomies were a great way to treat uh, mental illness, and he performed these lobotomies on numerous patients against their will, using hammers, chisels, and drills with no anesthesia or concern for sanitation. Yeah. <laughs> Describe my face. That is a great face. Yeah. It's like all scrunchy mm. and like going to vomit. We're maybe. not taking a picture of that face. No. <laughs> it's very unflattering. But I mean, that was, what? when was that about? What era? Um, early 20th century. That was kind of the thing. Like that wasn't, I would say that that practice is not out of the norm for that time period. No. But. He did save his darkest experiments for special patients, and he took them to the bell tower. And no one knows exactly what he did there, but they could hear the screams all across the island, like all the time. Mm. Yeah. And then, um, according to the story, he began to suffer his own mental illness or mental break. So, basically, what you're telling me is he was a serial killer that took patients... To a secluded spot to torture them before killing them. Sure. That, yeah, probably. That's what I gleaned from that. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds about right. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Do we still hear these screams echoing across the island? Get in there. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Is that uh, suffered his own mental... Started to suffer his own mental illness and was being pursued by the island's multitude of ghosts. Eventually, he lost his mind, climbed to the top of the bell tower, and either he jumped or someone pushed him. Some say it was some of his mental patients got free and, like, took matters into their own hands. And some say he jumped because the ghosts were tormenting him. Did he suffer from syphilis like our good friend Al Capone? I have no idea. There was no substantiation on this doctor. Like, for a while, the Italian government were, was, like, even denying that there was a mental hospital on this island. Ransom Rig took a picture of a sign that says, Mental Ward, in Italian. And they finally admitted, oh, yeah, we forgot about, we forgot we put that there. That's right. I, I I don't I don't know what came of that f for the Italian government, but like 
There was definitely well, one there. That's like Area 51, right? Like everybody knew it existed for years and they only <laughs> our government only just admitted that it's a real thing like 2 days ago. Yeah. <laughs> um I lost my place. I'm sorry. What are you doing, buggy? I see you. You're up to something. I can see it. I see the glint in your eye. Here you come. His belly's swinging. Oh, yeah. Lick your belly. Lick it. Oh, okay. So after he, like, was off the bell tower and on the ground, some say that he was still alive, and some say he was already dead. But um, the accounts after that both agree that some of the patients, like, dragged his body into the bell tower and, like, bricked him into the wall. The cask of a Montalato. <laughs> Edgar Allan Poe style. Yeah. So, to this day, locals claim that the doctor's spirit is still in the tower and will remain there forever. And that on quiet nights, if you are listening closely... You can hear the ringing of the tower bells, even though they were removed several years oh, ago. Oh, yeah, they were. Those are my favorite. You hear the bells chiming? It can't be the bells chiming. There are no bells. So at some point in its history between, uh, when did it was that? 68 and 2014, a family was interested in the island and they decided to purchase it and they were going to build a private holiday house on it and uh they didn't stay very long uh oh the very first night they were there um they it says they were it was filled with such horror within hours they fled never to return shut up they reported that their daughter's face was nearly ripped off by an angry resident entity. What? I know. I was, I was like, ripped off? Like, how? I want to see photos of her injuries. Yeah. That, to me, maybe... So on the, my first thought was... That's really got to suck. You bought an island. You're so excited. We're going to have a vacation home. We have our own island. We're so fucking rich and awesome. Uh-huh. But then I'm thinking it's probably more like, because did they sell it? I assume so. I didn't get much more information than that. Like, I don't know if the like sale really was finalized before they were on the island? Well, because... Okay, so maybe if it wasn't finalized, it maybe it was an excuse for them to back out, or mm-hmm. it was a reason for them... Because that's what happened... That was one of the theories with the Amityville house, mm-hmm. was that they were making all these... The family was making all these claims that it was so haunted and everything because they were in over their head. Oh. And so they were trying to, like, get like rid of it. So they were trying to like tell the bank like you because they didn't disclose murders that the family, the family before them had been murdered. Mm -hmm. So then they were trying to say this house is so haunted and you didn't tell us that the family was murdered and now you have to take it back. And the bank was like, ha, fuck you. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. so 
there's only a few more things for this island. Um, a group of friends went to the island, and upon entering the abandoned mental hospital, they reported a heavy sense of dread descending around them, followed by a deep voice that warned, leave immediately, immediately and do not return. Spoken in Italian, of course. Oh. <laughs> Which would probably sound a lot more ominous, but I can't speak Italian, so. You know what it would sound really scary in? German. Oh, yeah. That's a scary language. Everyone sounds angry. So they, they, so they, they left. They were like, okay, yeah, we're not going to stay. Okay, bye. And then um, in 2016, five people decided to spend the night on the island but as soon as the darkness, the darkness, soon, soon as dark fell, um, a presence started to haunt them, making them scream for help. And like, they finally got rescued by like firefighters or something like a, I don't know, a passing boat heard them and like called authorities. I think it said firefighters rescued them though. Hmm. So maybe the firefighters have a boat that was able to come rescue them i mean yeah well i don't know how italy works but here um fire and police both well i'm down in new york they both departments have boats like harbor harbor units well i mean in venice area probably everyone has boats oh yeah that because venice is the city with all the canals and shit yeah you get yeah i was looking at pictures and it was like so amazing to see all that i want to go so bad it looks so cool very cool. And you get your arm workout for the day, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Don't skip arm day. Then what do they do for leg day? Oh, do you think they get paddle boats and they alternate so they get arm day and leg day? Or they could just, like, do sculling and that's arm and leg day because most of that's through your legs. It's those big boats. I like my story better. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go with paddle boats. <laughs> I like alternating. Well, you know what? They could keep like one in the office and one at home. So then you have like your in the office your your oar your oar boat, and you like arm paddle with the hand oar because mm-hmm. I don't because now I'm differentiating between hands and feet and the hand oar. <laughs> the, hand oar. the oars and the paddles. Listen, I don't know boat science. Okay, we've already covered. Ames doesn't do science. I'm just going to keep adding to I'm going to have to go back through and listen to all of these and compile a list because I stopped. I was tweeting them for a while and I stopped. <laughs> Sorry, guys. But no, but so you keep one at the office and one at home, right? So then you, you like paddle in. And you row to, out? Yeah. So then you like are. Yeah, no, I meant row. Well, it doesn't matter. You take one. <laughs> you do one to go to work. But you would need two parking spaces. Yeah. You would need two boat parking spaces at, yeah. at the office. And then you come out and then you like pedal home. Sure. And then in the morning you pedal back to work. Oh, that would be bad though because you're not supposed to like do it back to back like that. You have to alternate, right? Because <laughs> you got to give your legs a chance to recover. <laughs> do it back to back. <laughs> I think you would never need a gym membership. You've got, it's a full, between the two, it's almost a full body workout. 
Oh, yeah. You got those abs clenching every time you row. Yeah. You work your core. Maybe maybe when you get home, you want to do some squats for your glutes. Yeah, no flabby butts. Because I don't think pedaling in a, in a paddle boat really does anything for your butt, does it? But you're know. sitting you're on it. You're sitting on it. Yeah, I don't know. But riding a bike, you work that, don't you? Yeah, but you kind of stand up on a bike. In a paddle boat, you tend to be kind of reclined a little bit. Yeah. I've seen those reclining bikes. Those look so comfy. Those, like, you sit on them like you'd sit on a paddle boat. The ones that bike. are really low to the ground with the... There's ones that are, like, medium. They're not, like, super low. Because I've seen the ones that are really low that it looks like the person's, like, sitting on the street. Yeah, those I hate look those. scary. I'm so nervous for those people. Like, they have the big flag in the back. I'm like, no, you're going to get run over. What yeah. are you doing? Yeah, Stop. no, it's a, it's a higher up bike, but it still, like, looks so comfy. It's like looks like an office chair seat on it. Listen, if you're comfortable, you're not doing workout right. Anyway, um, let's let's cut the tangents because I'm gonna have to go back and listen to all this. No, sorry. Um, you know what I was gonna? I I said I was gonna come back to this at the end, and then I completely forgot about it. But uh-huh. now I remember it. There the there is an abandoned island in New York City. I think oh, it's yes. called. Shit, I'm gonna fuck this up, and I don't. I don't feel like sitting. I don't feel like googling. It's like Big Bear Island or Big Brother Island or I don't know. Brother Bear Island. It's near. <laughs> That's it's, a movie. It's near the Bronx, and I think it was a. T- it's. I mean, there's like a massive hospital on it. Oh, okay. I think it was for TB. Oh, probably that. It might have been an asylum, (laughs) but I'm pretty sure it was for TV. But um, I forget what I was watching. It might have even been like a local news blurb that they did, Mm -hmm. like down there. But um, they, so you had to do, they had to like do an application with the parks department Mm -hmm. and they like it, had, it was like subject to approval and all this, and they had to be escorted, and like they would never like left like on their own or anything. Like they had like it was like a big deal. Yeah, and it's like, but like that makes me think like, like I get you probably don't want people just running around vandalizing but, stuff. And- well, but I mean it's a news crew; they're not going to vandalize anything. Yeah, but like that's what makes me like. But why are you babysitting them like so? Hard. Yeah. What are you hiding? Like New York City Parks Department. Like uh, Chernobyl. <laughs> um, but like, there's, but they're probably doing like secret experiments in the basement. Oh, but nice. I, but like it, <laughs> it like I love. There's something about like abandoned, crumbling buildings that are like being taken back by nature mm-hmm. that I just love. It's such like a dark beauty yeah if that makes sense mm-hmm. but um but there's a lot of that like stuff's falling apart and yeah. like the overgrowth is taking over and uh and there's a fair amount of graffiti so you know people are getting there somehow yeah but uh but it that just it just made me think of that because mm-hmm. like you have to get there by boat yeah and, well because it's an island but uh the whole like you need permission and yeah, but it's like it, 
it kind of makes me sad because at the same time, like, but then what do you, I think they made, I think they made it like a bird sanctuary or something. Oh. That's their reasoning. I, I think it's that island that they're like, we'll just let the birds live here. But like, really? But birds the, can live anywhere. Do the birds live there though? <laughs> right? Like pigeons and seagulls, like they're everywhere. Like what other birds do you, finches? Like they're, what, <laughs> what birds are you trying to save in the Bronx? Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. But um, it makes me sad because I'm like, you could so easily and you wouldn't even have to do a lot of like restoration. You could show it as is yeah, and do like a couple of tours a day or something. Yeah. And you charge like five bucks for the ferry ride over and like, I don't know, 10 bucks for the tour, 15 bucks a person. You'd make money. Yeah. There's people and they, that they're sending, they're sen- like people are over there working anyway. What's like one more like person to do our tour a few times a day? So I don't know. That also might just be me saying, I want to go see it and I don't <laughs> want to get arrested. <laughs> yeah, that would be good. Yeah. Ames doesn't need to go to prison. No, we, it, we went Ames, over this. Stay out of prison. Ames is too pretty for prison. <laughs> I don't know what I would do. I would have to make friends with the guards, like Al Capone, and get a, a cabinet radio <laughs> for my cell. Or a banjo you can play in the shower. Or how about a cabinet radio for my cell and a banjo to play in the shower? <laughs> I'm just picturing him, like, standing under the stream <laughs> and just, like, strumming the banjo with, like, this big silly smile on his face, like, the happiest guy in the world. Well, he was, you know, losing his mind from syphilis, so maybe he was. Oh, syphilis. <laughs> Don't get syphilis. Don't get syphilis. Don't go to prison. Don't get syphilis. Don't get plague yeah, in Italy. Yeah, plague is bad. What else did we learn today? Don't chant in the woods. Oh, yeah. Chanting in the woods. Or maybe don't move into the house next to the chanting in the woods. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I got. I don't, know. don't do podcasts when you're tired. <laughs> oh, boy. Don't do podcasts right after the biggest fucking meal of your life at Bonefish Girl. It was good, though. <laughs> coma <laughs> I all right is that it Shall I think we that's everything wrap up all right so we want to hear from you loyal viewers <laughs> let us know what you thought email us at my haunting at gmail.com or leave a com- um yeah leave a comment on our website myfavoritehaunting.com or on our Instagram at myfavehaunting or tweet us at myfavehaunting. I'm pretty sure that's their Twitter handle. Is it? Yeah. Myfavehaunting. Because they let us change it. They let us change it, but I'm pretty sure that's what I changed it to. Yes, I think I saw that on something or other. Okay. (laughs) I think it was on the blog. Okay. I'm like, I think that's what it did out. But then I was guessing myself because it's the same as the Instagram. Yeah. So then I was like, wait, did I make them the same? I think you did because that would make sense. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. You want things to be the same so people can find us wherever we are. Yeah. I tried. 
And then I'm not even going to, I don't even think I'm going to plug SoundCloud anymore because the posts are behind anyway. Oh, yeah. So if you're listening to episode seven (laughs) and you're like, hey, I'm going to listen to SoundCloud and it's only up to episode three, you've heard it already. But, yeah. That's it. Oh, and continue to recruit your friends. And if you haven't yet, rate and review and subscribe. Oh, yes. On iTunes. On iTunes. Yeah. Do that. Yay. Is that it? That's it. I had everything. Okay, bye. See you next time. (laughs) See ya. Wouldn't want to be.